0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we have our mailbag episode, which is becoming a weekly feature here on the show, which it's always great to get these questions in here. Always a bunch of random different things, situations we don't get to because we don't get a chance to really talk about them all the time so it's nice to get the mailbag episode and we're just gonna jump right into it get rid of all the you know where to find us you can find us there well you can find it in the show notes all the places you need to get to let's keep this one shorter we're gonna start out with stephanie She asks. in an eight-person league if i pick running back running back wide receiver with my first three picks should i go running back or wide receiver with my fourth pick given that the talent drops off much quicker in the running backs than wide receivers this year all right. What well, my thought is right away, I don't actually like to set a specific strategy of running back, running back, wide receiver. I don't like doing that. I like to say yes, we we have talked about this many times. We are going running back heavy. So I'd like to get running back, running back, especially in an eight-person league. You can get two great running backs. And sure, get a wide receiver with a third, but I I don't want to say that for sure. I just want it depends on who's there. And it's hard mm-hmm. to say situations. It, it you could it depends on the players you draft. That's what makes it so difficult sometimes with rankings and I don't ever want to say draft this, this, this but I think the basis of that strategy works pretty well. Running back, running back, wide receiver and I guess it depends to what they start. If they start two running backs on a flex I wouldn't mind going another running back. I would actually maybe even start running back running back, running back. I, I know I'm crazy I'm, we're against the norm on that. I might be way against the norm but in an eight person league you can get three really good running backs and I think the wide receivers are going to be even that much more plentiful in an eight person that you can get pretty good wide receivers later on I guess you could go the opposite way and go wide receiver, wide receiver if you really want to be crazy and get decent running backs. But I think you could get three really good running backs for that group in four rounds, which is what even think of that. That's after thirty-two picks, which is like three rounds of a ten-team, even not mm-hmm. even three rounds of a, th- a twelve-team. There's some good players there.
1: Yeah, and I do, I have no problem with that. I, I love the running back, running back right off the bat, obviously, um, and then grabbing. A, as long as there's still a top tier wide receiver, there, wonderful. Um, in an eight person league, and once again, it depends on how you know how many positional, how many wide receivers, how many running backs you're going to play flex. But with so many, uh, with so few teams, I was going to say, I almost think it would be worth looking for where is it going to benefit you the most. So someone like an Aaron Rodgers, if if he hasn't gone yet, um, you know, even maybe in the third, I think you know, because he would be a step up, right? Everyone's going to have a decent quarterback Um, compared to like, if it was a 12 person league that waters it down even more. So, you know, he kind of would give you an advantage there. So maybe I would think about something like that, or even a position where maybe because it's so deep, you mm-hmm. can actually take a risk on Gronk.
0: Good. Yeah.
1: Um So if he stays healthy, you get a huge benefit from that. And if he doesn't, no big deal. I mean, the you know you already have your two running backs, and you can fill in for the wide receiver. So I would probably be looking more for which spot is going to benefit yep. me the most, and it could very well be a running back. Um,
0: it, it, it just it depends. It, it really it, it depends. Situational. It, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I hate telling people specifically because it's hard to say. But, but that's I, a good question though. It's yeah, absolutely. In- and I, I would look for that. So I would almost lean towards
1: either a quarterback or tight end because. Eight person leagues are so different when you draft them.
0: Yep. All right. Danny asks us Is it worth it to trade up in the first round from 12th to 6th or 7th and give up your third round pick or a lot of deep picks? Right off the bat, I'm going to say no, not your third round pick. That's not worth it. To move up from 12th to 6th and give up your third round pick, absolutely not worth it to me. If you were saying moving up to one or two, I still probably wouldn't do it, but I'd think about it because you get Zeke or Bell, or you know, Zeke or Bell. You get Johnson or Bell, and then maybe third you get Zeke. So maybe I think about that 6th or 7th. I mean, I just I'm this is how I look at it too is because I know how these drafts are going. Like in a 6th or 7th, I I want like McCoy or Gordon. Mm-hmm. I've seen McCoy and Gordon fall to that 12 spot. So that's how I would never do it. The third pick's too much. If you can get if you could get rid of like a 10th and 11th, maybe. Like a couple deep picks that I'd think of that a little bit more. Yeah. Not a, not a third.
1: No, and third is way too valuable. Um especially I mean maybe if you're switching with someone and you're, you know, losing spots on the, the third, maybe. But giving it up, is that what he's saying? Completely giving it up? Yeah, just give not, yeah, not switching. No, up. no, don't, just straight up don't do that one. If he's just swapping spots,
0: maybe. Yeah, that's I mean, different.
1: it could matter. Yeah. You could look at who's, who's going to still be there. If you like someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. um, that would, be, that would be something that's okay. But I don't think, even at six, I don't think it's a, a big enough yep. drop. Because you know wide receivers are going to go. And once again, I'm thinking running back. Yep. But unless you have a specific person you're targeting, yep. I don't think that's worthwhile.
0: And actually just give people a little heads up too. If they want to know this stuff, like football guys actually has a draft pick calculator they have for fantasy football. You can put in each pick that you're receiving, each pick you're giving out, what number pick it is. They'll tell you if it's a good draft pick or not, if it's a good move or not. That's what i have been using. It's It's a nice little cheat. It's kind of cool. Like sometimes you might not quite know that might be the way that you might be leaning that way. You put them in and it tells you, yeah, make that trade. Okay. Yeah, perfect. It just gives you, it's a nice little thing that, I trust them. They're a good site. They put it together. They probably they know what they're talking about, I'm yeah. sure. So just NFL teams use their draft pick calculators for the NFL draft, so I'm sure it's a similar thing. So that can kind of tell you what kind of value you're getting out of a pick.
1: Yeah. At least it would give you a roundabout give, give you idea. Some,
0: it's not maybe always going to be perfect, yeah. but it just gives you a, a little better understanding. Ty Wilson asks us, he's, or is asking, help him out with some keepers. He needs to pick two. Okay. Melvin Gordon, Jordan Howard, Jordy Nelson, Drew Brees, Travis Kelsey. It's not even a question for me. It's Gordon and Howard. Yeah, the first we're two. We don't talk much about it. Done. We, we're, the, we're the running back podcast. So yeah. it's those two for sure. I it's not even a hesitation. There's no I man, I don't know if there's any cost or anything. I don't know if he said that, but
1: no. Yeah, if, if there's no cost to it, you take Just the two, two running two. backs. Yep. Once again, it's much easier. And those two guys are gonna go in the first two rounds yep. anyway. So yep.
0: next question comes from Fantasy Football Authority on Instagram. He has a pretty good account. Check him out. Good, good guy. I've watched some of his stuff. He has some good good posts, some good info. But he asked us, who are some of your favorite deep sleepers this season? We had a deep sleeper episode a little while back. Still, my top is probably Chris Conley because he's very deep sleeper. He's not moving up really any boards. He's still – because I kind of consider deep sleepers really deep sleepers. He's still way down there. And he still could be a number one receiver. I mean, obviously, i like Tyree Kill, but he's going to be in that role possibly. I still like Chris Conley. What do you got? Oh,
1: man. Uh, that's a really good one. Depending on how deep you want to go – I still like Zay Jones is still way down there. Um, I really like him. He could with Watkins and you know injury there, he could be the number one guy. Um, Galladay is the other one. And he's starting to actually – people are – Hear about him a Yeah, you start hearing may, a little but, may,
0: Is that just because we we are Lions fans? We're in Michigan? Yeah, I it, think that's why. That's why I wonder how much I, – I, I worry about this sometimes. So like, are we just hearing that because we hear the Michigan, the Lions beat yeah. reporters, where maybe it's not as prevalent throughout I, I think the Galladay country? Galladay is
1: one that no one else will say. <laughs> yep. um, but he does – he would fill a red zone, especially if Ebron is hurt at mm-hmm. all. This is he'd be their their tallest wide receiver, and they could definitely use that. And you yeah. you saw in the past how they've used kind of a was it Faria and different tight ends in that red zone package and catch a bunch of touchdowns. So I could see where he could sneaky, um, but at, you know I think that's a little a little too risky for my blood. I, I would still stick with someone more like a, a Zay Jones or I mean I was I would say Macklin before he uh, before he started creeping up. So. My um those kind of, and actually someone that's I've been hearing more and more about that doesn't get a whole lot of love is um Matthews from the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny you're starting to hear more and more because obviously he was number one. Now they have Elshon. He's not going to completely disappear. Um, so I think he might be a great great value pick. So that's another one for uh I don't know how deep of a sleeper
0: he is, yeah, but just he's a just sleeper. a guy no one no one seems to care about. Yeah, no one's mentioning him. About. It's kind of it's kind of strange. All right, next question is actually this will be similar to the one we just had a little bit ago. It's just asking, it's Ray. He's asking, what's the best way to go when you start a draft? He's thinking of going first year rounds running back, or should he go running back wide receiver? We talked about that. It's situational. We like to lean running back, running back. Mm-hmm. But it all depends. Yeah, if you get running back first, and if one of the a great wide receiver falls to you in second, yeah, I think you get the, you know, if there's a huge run on running backs, if you get a well, good one, if there's a huge, huge run, and there's still like Jordy Nelson sitting there in the second, you might go that way. Mike Evans definitely might go that way. Des Bryant, see, there's the situations where it can change. All depends on, I guess, what Running back is still there. What wide receiver is still there? I would lean running back, running back. But, you know, that's pretty much how we're going with that. Maxwell asks us, Does, do you see a scenario where Joe Mixon actually takes over and becomes fantasy relevant? He think Maxwell says, I think the committee is too large there, but some people have him high. And I guess we are one of those people that have him high. We end up with him as 15th running back for us, which was weird because we had him both 17th, but still 17th. Even if mm-hmm. we go off that, it's high. Yeah, I do. I do see a scenario where that happens. You hear this talk now that Jeremy Hill's like maybe the guy ahead of him, but I think that's just that's what happens in training camp and preseason. The rookies never going to just be handed the job. Yeah. He has to prove it. I think he's going to prove it. Jeremy Hill just hasn't shown enough to us. I don't he'll he'll be there and be used and Gio's going to be used. I think Mixon's going to be better that he'll get the majority of the work. And running back's just so weak that even at that point he's, he's a top 20 guy because of it.
1: Yeah, and I think he's actually going to be the only one in that that trio that can actually stand out because you've seen what Hill can do you've seen what Gio can do and Gio has been battling with injuries um, and Hill has kind of really everyone's kind of down on him because he he hasn't lived up to what they thought he could be Um, so yeah he he could turn out to be something really really nice Um, the big thing is will he or will he not be able to take some of those red zone touches away from Hill if he's able to do that then he could be very very valuable this year yeah
0: I agree Alright, Andy Robinson asks, My league is switching over to a free agent auction budget waiver system. What should I know about bidding? And off the bat, we, we're always gonna be skewed on what we talk about bidding. Um the, the typical is a hundred dollar budget. Our leagues use 250. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, I mean, it's just wherever you want to put it. So maybe we have to try to always try to get this back down into that. But I mean, this is a it's an interesting question. I kind of the what I feel like I've realized over the years is why. I see too many teams that just kind of hang on to their free agent, all, their budget money all year. And at the end of the day, they have like 75% of their money left. Why? Use it. Because you, I think people are just going wait. Oh, they're waiting for that guy, waiting for that guy, waiting for that guy. It doesn't quite happen all the time. It does once in a while. But I think I think in the first four or five weeks, you take a chance at somebody spend a lot. It also, too, depends on a lot of leagues, if you can pick up guys in free agents after the initial waiver run, which we don't do it that way. But there's a most I think the majority of the leagues do it where they do the first waiver wave of auction, and then it's just free agents after that. If that's the way to do it, spend big on guys if you really if you think they're going to be something. That's I mean I just don't think you need to wait around if you think somebody's going to be great. Spend what you have to do to get them. Yeah, and
1: the thing about that is there's usually only a handful of guys that um, that you're going to really have to spend on. So usually okay, so uh, starting running back gets hurt right. Um, And then waivers comes up and every single person is going to throw a ton of money at that person. Um, So really, you have to pick and choose between those guys because really you get one shot and then you probably blow most of your free agent money on that. Um, And then you probably won't be able to get one of the other big ones. The thing I'd be interested to know from you, because Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. um, Craig is very good at playing the waiver system. How often do you pick up someone new? And how many spots do you almost designate for that, if yeah, you do,
0: for well, that waiver? I always have a couple, like, rotating spots almost. Sometimes it hurts you. Sometimes you drop a guy too early. But I'm always looking for the next guy, and it seems to have worked in the past. Yeah, it always seems like you get him a week or two before yeah. before just, you hear anything well, about him. Because- one thing, just keep – listen to us, I guess. We'll try to bring up those kind of guys too for you. I mean, if – try to get these names out there that you can put some like a dollar on and get them before they break out. But, I mean, it's just – You don't need a backup quarterback, don't need a backup tight end, those kind of things. Just get rid of them and get these. It's much better to have a lottery ticket on your bench, I would say, unless it's a Mm -hmm. bye week, obviously. So get those kind of things. And always what I do, too, if you're going after a big time guy, don't just only go for that guy. If there's a guy you're just willing completely to drop off your team, put about four or five different bids in for different players that if you don't get the top guy, the next guy, you get somebody. Just kind of thing. I see that a lot where people just do one bid and then they dismiss out on the guys below them, too. That could just be there. That's Happened, I remember this. I can't if I can remember the name of the guy a couple years ago, a couple years probably a while back, Brandon Jackson from Green Bay. Do you remember this one? Oh, yeah, this yes. was an early season, just went nuts for it. I actually went for him too. Well, that was, was that when Lacey went down? Uh, was it was Lacey even there yet? I don't even know if Lacey oh, was there yet. Man, I
1: don't know, someone went
0: down, but anyway, he yeah. was going to be the starting running back, yeah. And so, um, Ryan Grant, went yeah, down. yes,
1: right. Wow, that is right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if people we just remember that. aged ourselves on that one, but. So he went down. People went nuts for Brandon Jackson. I put a bid in. I didn't get him. But luckily, I had a backup bid for Peyton Hillis, who just slipped under the radar, and I picked him up for to nothing. I just It was kind of a throwaway bid, but I knew I had a guy. I don't know who it was, but a guy on my team I was just going to throw away. So just still, if you have a guy on your bench who was doing absolutely nothing, like these these receivers, these wide receiver fives have been in the league forever, do nothing. Like a, I just want to say Kenny Britt. I don't know why. Don't, <laughs> that kind of guy. Just get rid of him this potential running back or why should do something like that. That's what I want to do. All right, Stephanie, with her second question. She's from the eight-person league question. This is now her draft. Should Stephanie. have put these together. She asks, so it's an eight-person league, obviously. She drafts sixth. So for her first pick, it's likely she'll be choosing between Odell Beckham, LaShawn McCoy, Julio Jones. Who'd you pick? McCoy. It's McCoy for us. Well, it's, it's McCoy and that's just where we've been going. I'd go McCoy. I'd go McCoy, Julio, Beckham. You're going McCoy. McCoy, Beckham, Julio. But there's or going McCoy. Yeah. Maxwell again with another question. He said, Should I grab someone like Gronk if he is the best available in my eyes, or just assume he's going to get injured? If you're at up and you think Gronk is the best player out there, get Gronk. Don't, I don't want to, me personally, I'm not getting Gronk, and it's not even necessarily the injury risk. It's just, I'm, I'm of the get a tight end for nothing. Right. That's how you, I do it. You
1: think you can find value yeah, in
0: other places? that's what I'm doing. It's not about, the, yeah, the injury risk guy is there, but I'm not going to worry about that. If you think he is the best player, I say take it. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest. The injury
1: risk, because of how high you have to take him,
0: That's it It, it does
1: scare me. me a bit. But if that's really, and this is your team, and believe me, Gronk is that good. Mm-hmm. Every single time that you match him up with one other tight end, you can probably win that that head-to-head matchup which gives you a better chance of winning. So having him, you know, healthy, but having him in your roster is a huge benefit. The same reason I think Aaron Rodgers is a benefit. Um, but you know, don't do it at the cost of the rest of your team. If there's someone else there, like a high quality running back, that's going to be your starter. I'd probably take him first. But, um, if you really like Gronk and you think he's going to be healthy, no one knows he's looked healthy. He looks like he's finally gotten kind of back into himself. You haven't heard anything negative. At least I have not. Um, I think that's a completely fine person to kind of put stock in because yeah. if he works out like anyone else, you can't predict injury. If he works out, he's a guy that can help you win, and that's yep. pretty much all you're looking for. So I have no problem with that, but you do have to be kind of committed to him because he comes with a little, he's a little more risk reward
0: yep. type of player now. Ravens one hundred and one asks us, how much value will Danny Woodhead have? You know, you've been big on Danny Woodhead and i moving him up. I think he's going to have value. He's, in PBR, he's going to have a lot of value. I guess it really depends on how, how well you think Terrence West is going to play. I don't really – Terrence West is going to get – he's going to be okay because of volume, but I don't think he's great. So I think Danny Woodhead is just a better player. He's going to have – you can get him for – you don't have to go crazy to get him, and you can get him for a good price, and I think he's going to be a – he feels like a safe option. I do too. I think he's going to be a very a quiet RB2. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and – like you said, it's perfect. If it is PPR, yeah, well, um, is great, Way more, more, sure. more value. Yeah. But everything is kind of leading up into him gaining more and more yep. value yep. because of how much they throw. Dixon gets hurt. Um, you know, even their their wide receivers are better now, um, but you know, still very unproven. And every time he's gone out there, I mean, the guy catches an incredible amount of balls yep. for a, a running back. So if yep. he gets, if he gets, like we talked about in earlier episodes, if he gets 100 uh, rushes as well. Um, he's definitely going to be very valuable. And I would say running back too. And I would say he's relatively safe.
0: Yep. Logan Dunleavy asks it's you know, That's a 10-man half-point PPR. It's another question about who to draft, basically. It's who are you taking the first two rounds? Running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver. Be, any type of PPR, I do probably lean more towards getting a wide receiver in the first two rounds. I still go running back first. That's just I don't let PPR completely change where I do on that. Not 100. It does depend to what running backs are gone, where I'm at. So I still might go. Again, I don't want to say what I actually what to do here because mm-hmm. it does change on what players are there. That's the pro- It's it's a tough question. Every even in PPR, it's a tough question. But I guess in PPR, I guess I'm leaning a little bit more wide receiver. But in a half point, it's not as much of a difference. Half point, I still like to go running backs. Again, same thing. I think half point. I'm I'm still I, I would go to running backs. Yeah, I, I'm going to lean that way if if something yeah. falls to me.
1: Especially I mean if you look at the running backs that you get as well, yeah. you can get a lot of value because that's just if they are yeah. running backs that catch the ball, yeah. they will you know, obviously it adds to their pointage
0: as well. And I kind of feel like you know any kind of PPR people are gonna to tend to go more wide receiver. You can get two really good running backs mm-hmm. probably. That's might be even a little better. All right, hopefully I got this name right. It's defines touch. It might be completely off. It's hard to say sometimes. He says he needs to know about Conley in Kansas City. Does he take over the Macklin spot as a slot receiver since Hill is more of a deep threat screen pass? We just brought up Conley. And I do think he does step in there a little bit. How much that matters, I don't know. I mean, we've seen guys who are the number one receiver maybe and they just don't do anything. I think there's a chance there. And he's so going so low in drafts. He, again, I haven't seen him drafted in anything we've done. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go way deep and you don't have to put any risk. You throw him in the very last spot of your bench, and you will see what happens. There's no risk to it. He might do something. I don't have a good read on it. I think I think there's some potential there. That's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's players like that that can kind of skyrocket, right? Because he's going to be a starter on that team if he does anything in the preseason. So he might be worthwhile to have someone like that who has a, a little more unknown to be on your bench just in case he does anything in the preseason so you're not – You know, on the other side of like, oh, man, I was going to draft him, but I didn't kind of thing. So with those last couple, I would rather take, you know, high ceiling kind of guys that are, you know, like you were talking about, lottery tickets.
0: Jack Molloy asks us a quick one here. Michael Thomas or Jordy Nelson? Jordy Nelson. Yeah, Jordy. Fantasy football coach, Matt Ryan or Andrew Luck? Right now, it's it's Matt Ryan for me.
1: Yeah. If Luck's healthy,
0: I'd probably go Luck, but it's right now it's Matt Ryan as of today. Yeah. Matt Ryan was for me anyway, so. RJG2000 asks 12 team PPR so it's 12 team PPR he is pick number 4 oh. Antonio Brown or LaShawn McCoy <sighs> see this is where I start to worry in a PPR at number 4 I, I in my mind I'm starting to lean Antonio Brown yeah that's a tough one I'm starting to lean Antonio Brown I just so worry about that back end what running back's going to be there but what makes me think I can do it is in a PPR full point PPR I think wide receiver heavy is going to go so I still think a good running back is going to wait is going to be there for you but I, oh, I still worry because that's probably is that Todd Gurley is your number one. That's my biggest worry. And
1: I, I, I tell you this, I I totally understand the Antonio Brown. If it was anyone yeah. else, I probably wouldn't because I'd be like, oh, they're it, not yeah, as that's safe. It, that's it. You know, he injury concerns none. You know, he catches a lot of balls. I would go McCoy. He still catches a, a lot of passes for a running back. So I don't think you completely miss out, and I think it's a safer play. Um, I would probably go McCoy. Yep.
0: One last question, Maxwell. Another question for Maxwell. What is a defense that I could grab in the last round that could still have top five potential? Oh, oh man, September. I'd have to look that one up. For me, it's I think it's Jacksonville. I like the way they they've drafted well lately on the defensive side. They got Clay's Campbell now. I'm starting to like the way they're leaning. If you're looking for a team, I'm just kind of maybe you can get a lot of these other ones in the probably the last round too. But if you're really looking for somebody outside of the top ten, maybe I'm, I'm going to go Jacksonville.
1: Um. Whew. <laughs> that is one. really tough, actually. Um, I mean, I, I guess they're they're not out of the top ten, but in a weird way, I, I think I would go Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, they're ranked number eight currently, but obviously, you know, most people take the defense and the kind of last one anyway. So it would be near there. Um, I might go Carolina because they were so dominant the year before. Yeah, they, they, Their they offense might up. be a little bit better. And I think, yeah, what was it, uh, Kukli uh, got hurt yeah. and there was some other thing. So I think they could kind of make a bounce back. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe I would, I would take a chance on well,
0: them. Another thing to do, too, if you're drafting like that and going late, if you wanted to start streaming defenses, I don't have the week one matchups right here. Look at the week one matchups and find out who's playing the New York Jets.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, we've we've done this, especially last year. You literally went in and you grabbed a team that was about to pay, play the Browns. Yeah, That's what it was, and it, you would grab it two weeks ahead of time, so no one yeah. would get them. And then you would just keep doing that.
0: Yeah, it's 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 the Jets this year. Yeah, it it's is. completely. That's anytime the Jets are playing anybody, that def- I'm gonna be picking up those defenses yeah. a couple weeks. So out actually,
1: of time. that's a wonderful question. I, we should look that up now. <laughs> but that's who you should draft. I don't care what
0: defense it is for week one. If you want to start streaming, yeah, yeah. go with that. I'm kind of, I wish I could pull this up quick because I really want to know who they're playing now. And, um, I mean, is there any other, say, waste some time here. <laughs> is there, looking, is there any other teams like that? Do you think, San, are you, San Francisco, is that a team to target to go against yet, you think? I mean, it's going to be the Bills. Oh, the like. Bills? I think it's the Bills if I have that right.
1: What, what that's actually kind of a funny one because I saw this and they were ranked 22nd. But, they had good defensive players and I, they completely fell off. Yeah. But, uh, I would still play them if they're For playing week the one jobs, two, yeah. get,
0: you can completely get them last yeah, round. Yeah, and you,
1: yeah, and you don't. And yeah. even if you screw up and you don't get them, who yeah. cares?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. San Francisco is another one I could target against. Yeah, I think. I think.
1: I'm interested to Maybe see not, yeah. what happens week one with them. Because yeah. I, I think they might not be as bad as people think. Mm-hmm. They probably won't score a whole lot. But I think between that defense and I think they're going to play really safe. Yep. Um, you probably won't have as many chances to to score defensive touchdowns. There'll jump, probably so. be a couple. Other.
0: Maybe Cleveland still might be that. We'll see. I mean, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, there's going to be a couple. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for the mailbag. We'll be back next week. Finish up wide receivers. Have another mailbag. I have some more stuff for you guys. Talk to you guys next time.